Salutations to all the nations. Welcome to a Swallow Experience with your boy, Darius Day. Hopefully, you guys are doing well. Hopefully, all is well with you. If you want to help your boy out, make sure you share this on whatever social media platform you so choose to use, whether it be Instagram, whether it be Twitter, whether it be Snapchat. doesn't matter. All that matters is that you share it because if you share it, it shows DD that you care about the show. And secondly, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you so choose to use. So make sure you do those two things to help out with the show. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, assertions, all that sort of things, or all those sort of things, should I say, make sure you hit me up, underscore DD, the suave kid, and we can chop it up in the DMs, you feel me? So we can do that right there. And... Just like to say, man, making sure that you guys are staying safe, making sure you guys are in a good headspace. I know times are still in Canada, especially Ontario, at least. I know it's tough, but I'm not sure about everybody else's predicaments across the world as this show is international. But I'm hoping and praying to God that you guys are keeping uh, good spirits and high hopes. Um, trouble doesn't last always. And eventually we'll get out of the situations that we're in. But honestly, I would say to you guys, make sure you, if you're a Christian, that you tune up your relationship with God. If you're not a Christian, I would recommend you to become one. But it's only if you want to do it. I'm not going to force you to do anything. God's not going to force you to do anything. But I would highly recommend because it's helping me out right as we speak. So, Today's episode, we're continuing on with uh, teenage life and how it is necessarily a reflection of adulthood as well. Because honestly, I can truly say, like, obviously, certain things aren't the exact same as they were in high school, but how people interact with one another, it's still high school esque, in my opinion, in my humble, humble opinion. So, we're going to talk about the movie called She's All That. I'm going to break it down, give you guys a general synopsis of it. And also, if you guys have any other films that you would want me to talk about, do reviews, and like give my whole spiel on, make sure you hit me up on Instagram, of course, underscore DD, the swap kid. And without further ado, let's get right into this episode. All right, once again, it's on. So here we go. We're talking to you guys about She's All That, which is, uh, I want to say it's a teen rom-com, if I were to be completely honest with you. And this one actually has a good cast. I didn't know about this one because it's 99 and I was born 98, so I would have been one year old. But... It's interesting to see that um, all these stars that are in this, this one's pretty star-studded, but uh, this one has actually Lil' Kim in it, and it has Usher in it. (laughs) Hopefully he didn't get paid uh, in Usher bucks. But we got Kieran Culkin, which is Macaulay Culkin's little brother, and we have the late Paul Walker. In one of his earlier films. And then we have the girl, the guy that all the girls adored in the early 2000s. 
Freddie Prince Jr. Don't know what he's doing right now. Um, but back in the day when I was a little kid, I used to see this guy in everywhere. I think he was also in Scooby-Doo as well. So it's interesting to see like his diversity at least from going to like more teen heartthrob movies like this, and then you can have another version of himself in I think he played Shaggy or Fred, one of the two. But honestly, I think the leading lady in this is Rachel Lee Cook. Don't know too much about her. And if you guys do know more about her, just hit me up in the DMs as well. But to be quite frank with you, honestly, the movie, we'll start with the rating. The movie was like a solid 7 or 6.5. No, no, I'll give it. I'll say 7 or 7.5. I'll say that. Out of 10. Because, like, it's your cliche teen movie. It's basically, like, a Cinderella complex movie. Because, essentially, what it is is Paul Walker's character was... A friend of Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. And you can see how the dynamics change. But Freddie Prince Jr.'s character, Zach, was basically like the cool guy in school, got good grades, stellar student, all that stuff. People wanted to, guys wanted to be him, girls wanted him. And the teachers adored him and all that stuff. She cliche. And then Rachel's character, she was more of the quiet, artist that got bullied quite a bit and was considered unnoticeable by uh, the popular crowd and she didn't want anything to do with that she lost her mother and her dad's a pool man interesting how both movies that i mentioned if you haven't watched listen to the other podcast make sure you go back and listen to it <laughs> like uh nick cannon's character was a male, was a pool boy, and now her dad's a pool boy, pool man. So it's interesting to see the dynamics in that regard. But honest with you, to be honest with you guys, like I didn't really know too much about this film. Like I just saw it recommended on my Netflix, and I thought I could pair up the two and try to compare and comp- contrast how they view teenage life. Uh, obviously, is in a richer neighborhood. Uh, I believe is either in Florida or in. I want to say Florida, or I want to say, oh, what's it called? Florida or California. I uh, believe also, if I'm not mistaken. Here's the full list of the cast. Gabrielle Union's in it as Katie. And then Dulé Hill, which you guys would know from, like, Psych. And the character he plays on there. So, honestly, like, the dynamics is pretty cool because Dulé's character and Gabrielle's character pretty much balance things out, which she they help Rachel's character, like, try to assimilate to like the popular crowd where the main act antagonist would be 
Freddie Prince Jr., which is Zach, or who is Zach's ex-girlfriend. So the whole point of the bet was to try to get a girl because what happened was Freddie Prince Jr.'s girlfriend at the time dumped him for a college guy because he was on the real world on the real world and obviously this is really dated because i don't think anybody watches the real world anymore most of them watch like their circle on netflix now and reality tvs now on streaming services which is interesting to see in today's day but and i even heard like the hype house is getting their own netflix series so i'm probably not gonna watch it if you want to watch it, that's that's good on you. Let me know how it is, but your boy DD is not watching that. But going forward, so he gets dumped, and he was trying to say to his friend, like, it doesn't matter because I made her who she was. And they're trying to say, no, she was already popular and all that stuff. He's, and he said, like, if you pick any single girl, I can turn her into the most popular girl in school. So, of course, the cliche bet. Uh, Paul Walker's character end up ended up picking um, Rachel, Rachel's character, and and uh, at first, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character Zach was like, I don't know if I want to pick this girl. Like, she might be way too difficult. But it's funny how like when these guys do these things. Obviously, I don't condone making bets for that because there's a human, another human's feelings behind it. But if you Think about it. Most of these times, like, the girl doesn't look as an attractive as, like, Rachel would. And that's not to slight. But in real life, if you think about it, I want to say, like, they're kind of over-selling uh, this to us. Because if you think about it, the person, the actress who's playing the character, right, most people in Hollywood, unless if you're super talented, are more on the attractive end of the spectrum, right? They're usually considered the most beautiful people, and that goes for guys and girls, right? There's only a few who you can say that are not as attractive, and usually those ones are the best actors or actresses um, because it's just pure talent. But all <laughs> like during the process of her becoming this Cinderella, all that usually gets done is like you see these girls wearing glasses and not being fashionable. And all it takes is for them to take off their glasses and have like contacts. But technically speaking, after wa watching the movie, she was already attractive. Like in if you were to put this in real Terms perspective in the real world, right? She was already attractive, anyways, with the glasses on, right? So basically, what you're telling people is like, yo, if you have glasses, just take it off and then you'll be more attractive, which is not necessarily the case. Some people look more attractive with glasses. So you have to keep that in mind. And she's already attractive, anyway. So it's like, this is unreal, like, unrealistic standards which obviously has to be the case because it's a film and you have to have a suspension of disbelief so you have to kind of put it aside and like yo this is obviously this is not reality so it has to be this way and then at first which was different with this particular movie that i liked is that 
Rachel's character, she didn't really want to be a part of that world at all. And she didn't like Freddie Prinze Jr.'s character, Zach, at all. She didn't want anything to do with him. And she kept on pushing him away, even when he uh, went out of his way to went out of his way to try to get into her world and her space in the art world and all that stuff and learn about different artists just to, well, obviously his intention was for the bet, but I've never seen that before because he tried it at school, but she wasn't buying it. He went to her place. She wasn't buying it there. Went to her performances. She didn't buy it there. It took a lot of persistence because she just wouldn't, give in because she didn't trust him which is interesting because as the audience we know his true intent she doesn't really know his true intent so it's interesting how we can resonate with her in that regard because now both walls are blocked up or the wall she said is blocked up and then we know why we know why because we're seeing it behind the scenes and we know both intentions and we understand that so i think that aspect of the movie was pretty good and refreshing because it wasn't just like, oh, he just goes to her and then all of a sudden she just falls in love with him. It took some time. But it's basically the two worlds coming together, like the rich, smart, uh, cool jock, and then the girl who is awkward, artistic, quirky, and kind of stuck up in a sense because she doesn't want anything to do with him, even though it would appear that he is being nice to her, but she felt as though that there was a catch and she was right in that regard. So there's all that stuff. But obviously this is like an extreme of personalities because nobody in real life acts, acts that way. Because if you think about it, most of us don't act in an extreme manner on one side of the spectrum. We're usually, generally speaking, we're all in the middle and we'll tend to lean towards one thing or lean towards a certain side, whether it be politically or all these different types of uh, attributes that we would have in our lives. We lean towards certain things, but I don't think, there's only very few people who are extreme on one thing or have one extreme personality but for the most part, most of us are in between the spectrum and it depends on like where we are in our lives, right? Because the way I acted when I was in grade seven is completely different the way from the way that I acted in grade 11 to how I'm acting right now as a fourth year. So it also depends on environment as well. Um, I do think it was kind of strange that um she wasn't um, impressed by his status because usually in those movies it's because he's so like established as a character like he's the captain of the soccer team like he's president school body president like everything that we would think would be important to somebody in that world as a teenager, she didn't really care about that status. She wasn't impressed by the status to, to like the stretches of your imagination. No, like under no circumstances she did, did she even care about that 
She did not care whatsoever, which I actually thought was interesting because it kind of shows you that in life in general, some people won't care about your success as much as you think they do because they have their own problems. And one of the problems that she had is she lost her mom, like her dad was struggling with work and she had to work a job. So like if you put everything into your status and you put your essence and your being into like what other people perceive you as some people don't care. Like we do it all the time with celebrities and like political figures and all these sort of people who we exalt and lift up. But if you ask somebody who is struggling day to day to make ends meet, they're not going to care what Justin Timberlake is doing with his life. I'm, I'm only using him because, like, we're in that time period. They're not going to care what Britney Spears is doing. Like, that's not their major concern because they have problems. And even if you go to other countries who are less off than us, right, whether they be third world com- um, third world countries, and I know a lot of people don't like that terminology, but I used it. If you want me to use another one here, un- I don't even- they say you're supposed to say develop versus developing whatever, but they're going to change it anyways again. But even in that regard, like they have actual problems. Just like how we say we have first world problems, like a lot of our problems, I'm not to say there are some people who deal with a lot, but our problems are not as significant, right? Because um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we already have a lot of the things that other countries do not have. So you might want to be more grateful and thankful in that regard. But it's interesting to see how these guys have these um different um statuses. But she also dealt with like imposter syndrome every time she was around them, right? So no matter how the world meaning as the student body were to see how she glowed up, because that wasn't a term yet back then to see how far she glue up or glowed up doesn't matter how much they commended her and praised her and wanted to be her friend she still felt like she was an outsider she still felt as though she wasn't worth it or she was out of place and a lot of and only one person that kept saying that to her was a uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s ex-girlfriend. She kept reminding her over and over and over and over and over and over again, like, you don't really belong here. Like, until the day approached where the secret got let out. Now, I'm not going to go into it detail because I really want you guys to watch it for yourselves. If you haven't, if you already watched it, you guys know about the whole premise of the show or the movie, should I say. And honestly... I like that part because obviously the truth always comes out no matter how much you want to bury it and hide it. The truth always comes out, which is interesting. And the reason why Zach is so like overachieving to a degree is because he has daddy issues himself, right? And the reason why he has daddy issues is because his dad's like very successful and his dad pressures him to have a certain pathway in life that he has to go to a special, like an Ivy league school and has to have a certain job lined up for him and do all these sort of things. So he doesn't really have much say in his own life. Whereas 
uh, Rachel's character, she basically has all this say because she she's going to go to an art school. She wants to do certain things that her dad's actually allowing her, even though the financial situation is quite difficult. So, and her character's name is Lainey, by the way. But they both have different problems. And, you know, like, to be honest with you, I know this is going to be bothersome to some people, but, like, if you compare or juxtapose Rachel's issues of struggling financially and her mom passing versus Freddie Prince Jr.'s character, Zach, like, is kind of, like, night and day because it's a different type of problem. But, like, I don't think picking a college is a big problem, in my opinion. It's pretty simple, especially if you know, like, what you're going to do. And I, the thing for him is he, he probably just didn't want to go to college, period. But his dad forced him to, like, kept pushing him, pushing him, pushing him to. And then he was trying to say in one of the scenes that, like, his dad, when he finally got the courage to stand up to him, is like, don't try to push your insecurities because you didn't go to this school upon me. And that happens a lot. And I wanted to touch on that briefly because, honestly, outside of, like, as far as that goes into society, a lot of times, especially nowadays with, like, social media on the rise a lot of people a lot of parents want to live vicariously through their kids or try to push them because of their own failures and i noticed that a lot when it comes to education that people only believe that if you go to a certain school a, a procedure school and i go to a procedure school that you, every all your problems will be solved if you, if you do these things and it's not necessarily the case in every regard Right. You also have to have connections. And luckily, he did have connections uh, after university. But at the end of the day, like, would you want to take a job that, although you're making six or seven figures, you're miserable and you're unhappy all the time and you hate your job and you hate your life? You work more in your life just as much as you sleep, just as much as you eat. Like, there's a lot of things that go into work. And because our society and our civilization has built up this whole system on how people ought to work and what we should think is the quote-unquote American dream, and I'll say the Canadian dream because it's one and the same. And if you don't think that Canada and America are more similar than different, then you're fooling yourself. But if you think about it logically, like all of us in North America, I'm not sure about Mexico, but I could just only speak on Canada and, and U.S. We all have like a similar approach when it comes to work and the working system. A lot of the Europeans that I talk to who actually migrate over to here uh, or immigrate, sorry, not migrate, that's what geese do, but immigrate over to Canada and America. They always say that Americans and Canadians, they live to work where in Europe and other countries, not sure about China, not sure about Japan. I'm pretty sure they're even worse than us. But what they said is that they work to live. So we work to have a good life instead of just 
us living just to work. Everything has to be done, 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 quick, 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 quick. And that's why a lot of us were dealing and struggling, um, psychologically speaking, as far as the shutdown, because it's the first time then you actually have to deal with yourself and you actually have to live, right? Because you're always busy doing something and you get distracted. You're not really focusing on yourself for once and actually have to reflect on certain issues that you have. So in like, although COVID messed a lot of stuff up for people at the end of the day a lot of us actually had to deal with ourselves divorce has gone up why because now you actually have to talk to your spouse than before where it's like i'm just home by myself and then i go out to work or she's home by herself she goes to work you go to bed together and that's it like, you don't really have to talk to her that much you don't really have to talk to them that much so i know i just went out of the way but when it comes to circling back to the parent situation like i've seen a lot of kids like start to resent their parents because they try to map out everything and the parent doesn't really have i'm not saying they're doing it to be bullies but a lot of it deals with their insecurities and a lot of it does deals with they just want the best for their kid so it's not ill intent behind it but sometimes you have to ease off the break and I find also is that a lot of them are trying to just do it to use their kids to prove that they're not a failure to their friends and other people's opinions. And that's probably the worst one. If it's just you genuinely care about your kids' success and you want them to be in the best position, then that's different. That is different. I'll give grace to that. But if it's just based off other people's opinion and you not looking good, then what's the point? Like, I'd rather your kid, my kid, speaking in the future, at least, my kid to be a little bit happier or be in a position where he or she could be able to do things that I couldn't do. So that's basically what it came down to that when I saw that clip. And I really resonated with that because I can see it in our period today and i think it's worse worse now than it ever has been before going forward like eventually zach does fall in love with her slowly which we all knew going into it because like we expect the same things to happen like it's cliche in that regard now obviously i wanted to touch on the fact that we saw multiple sides of the story and that not everybody was okay with the bet. Like one of the friends, Dulé's character, was the one that was saying it was not a good idea. The dynamic between Zach and I believe Paul Walker's character was interesting because they started off as friends and then they became enemies because uh, Paul Walker's character was definitely um, jealous and didn't really like him. So they were kind of frenemies, if you will. So it's interesting to see how his friend betrayed him at the end and made it seem that he uh, made it seem to uh, Lainey that Zach never loved her anyways and that like it was all his idea to pick you and all that stuff, even though that, that wasn't true. But it was interesting to see that dynamic and most of it, was just trivial teenage problems that, okay. And the thing is, like I said in the last episode, even though it's trivial problems that teenagers have, at the end of the day, a lot of people still have these issues. 
people want to be liked. People might want to be popular. People have cliques at work or at your religious organization or wherever it may be. Amongst people, it could be like even like a neighborhood watch. There's some people who have cliquish um, behaviors about them. So that all these trivial teenage problems end up translating over to adulthood to a degree. And honestly, like this movie, I would definitely tell you guys to watch it for yourself to see. Because it's not one that's talked about a lot, like your Mean Girls, which is a classic. And I'll definitely do an episode on that. But to see that the dynamic between all these characters, most of us have been in a similar situation. Not to this full extent, because I've never heard this in my life from people I've been around. But it's interesting to see how these people interact with one another and how it can be translated over to our world or adulthood and how people interact at work and all those sort of things. So overall, definitely highly recommend this movie. I'm still sticking with my guns and saying it's a 7 and 7.5 on a good day if I'm in a good mood. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode because I enjoyed making it and recording it for you guys. Make sure you guys subscribe to this podcast, whatever podcast platform you so choose to use. We're on at least 12 of them. If you want to visit my website, you can do so. Um, Also, check out my YouTube channel, some uh, Suave Kid TV, and then also check out my food page if you're into food, because I'm a foodie, and I hope that you guys are foodies as well as some swap food on Instagram. With that said, this has been your boy Darius D and I'm signing off once again. So just chill, just chill, just chill till the next episode. Why? Because your boy DD is definitely out of here. <laughs>